Hello, podcast. Welcome to another episode of Simply Finance. This is Shane White, and we're going to kick it right off with some market performance. So today is Wednesday, June 10th, already 10 days into June of 2020. As crazy as that sounds. And today has been a mixed day so far in the markets. I'm recording this at lunchtime, so it's about halfway through the trading day. The Dow is down 1%. The S&P is just slightly down at down 0.19%. The NASDAQ being the one major stock index that I follow that's up today, 0.59, halfway through the trading day. And then the Shane index is down the most at uh, down 1.74 today. Uh, really what's dragging the Shane index down today is airlines. Airlines are taking kind of a beating today. Uh, and that's really what's dragging it down. So uh, if you haven't yet, I posted an episode a few days ago where I talk about uh, partial shares and how I use partial shares to invest across around 40 new companies in my portfolio. And that's a great one to go back and listen to if you want to understand a little bit more about the Shane Index. Um, and then if you want to go, one of the links in the show notes is called the COVID Stock Market Rebound Tracker. All of the companies in there, for the most part, are what I used to <clears throat> reinvest into the stock market post the major dips as more money I added in the market. So if you want to check that out, that can give you kind of a list of places to start if you want to start your investment journey or if you just want to see like what I'm investing in and what I'm looking at. So speaking of partial shares, today's episode is a fun one and one that I've got a few questions on recently and I thought would be a great follow-up to the partial shares conversation. So if you listen to the partial shares episode or if you have just learned about partial shares on your own, you obviously know that partial shares allow you to invest in a company without buying a full share. So Good example, I'll use Tesla today. Tesla broke the $1,000 uh, price mark for the first time. And if you wanted to buy one share without partial share, so if you did not have that capability, you'd have to spend $1,000 to own one share of Tesla stock. Now with partial shares, what you can basically do is throw any amount of money at it. So if you just had $10 left over in your account and you wanna add that to your Tesla portfolio, you could just throw $10 at it and you'll get a you know point, whatever that comes out to be, depending on the price it's trading at, amount of share. So you'll get less than one, so like a decimal place. What's great about that is obviously, you can listen to the episode where I go into it, but you can, you know, it allows you to invest in a lot more companies and really at the end of the day, diversify your portfolio quicker. And one of the great things about companies that allow partial shares, um, is what today's topic is about, which is dividend reinvestment. So I've also done another episode on dividends and how dividends work. That's another great episode to go check out if you just don't really know a whole lot about how dividends work. But today what the focus is, is dividend reinvestment or DRIP. DRIP is kind of the, the slogan or the, like the, the four-letter uh, term used on Robinhood, which is all of you probably know by now, Robinhood is the main platform that I talk about. It's really the only one I use these days for my main 
investing, uh, not inclusive of like 401ks or Roths, but um, so yeah, we're just going to jump in. So what is dividend reinvestment? So if you think about a dividend, when you are paid a dividend, you end up getting a, you know, amount of money back into your account, right? You get it in cash from the company you own. So if you own uh, a company, let's say uh, Ford, for example, and Ford ends up paying a dividend after a quarter. Without dividend reinvestment turned on or drip, you would just get whatever your amount that you earn in dividends. So depending on the amount of shares you have and what their dividends are, that's what you just get in your account. You basically just get a transaction that looks like you just made, you know, depending on how many shares you have, totally depends, but you know, you just get a dollar, whatever it would be in your account. And at that point, it's, it's you, it's sitting in your account. You can use that uh, as, you know, cash towards your next investment. You could pull that out and put it back in your bank if you wanted to. Uh, but that's how dividends work. And back in the day before a lot of trading was electronic, companies would literally send people paper checks. So you would just, if you owned even one share of Ford, you would get a literal paper check in the mail for your quarterly dividend. And that is great. And that can and really over time. And if you want to listen to the Corey Gregory episode, he goes into great detail of how he's really pivoted his investment strategies to be more around dividends. And the reason for that is he's treating dividends as a, um, for lack of a better word, really just passive income, right? It's like another way for him to make money down the road when he wants to stop working full-time, his hope that he can make money from these dividends that can actually be a source of income to cover a lot of expenses or debts. And so with dividend reinvestment, the key here and through Robinhood, I'm going to explain kind of how it works is instead of keeping that money in cash, you actually get to reinvest or not you, but Robinhood will automatically reinvest the dividend numbers into more shares of the stock. And this is only available if that company has the ability to trade partial shares and if you yourself have partial shares available for trading. And I'm going to walk you guys through an example and something new uh, for this episode, which I'm excited to announce and something I think uh, is it will be helpful for a lot of people moving forward. I walk through a lot of examples on here. Um, and I want to make sure after the episode, if you've listened, that you can go and see the example for yourself. Okay. Um, I am on YouTube. So if you want to search for Simply Finance with Shane White on YouTube, you can find my channel. But that's still not visually seeing it or maybe for some and myself, I like to see it like in Excel, for example, so I can just walk through and understand how the math works. If that's, if that, if you're that kind of person in the links uh, of the show notes, as I mentioned, there is a, I always have a link to the COVID stock market rebound tracker. Now that is a Google sheet that you can view. It's free to use. Um, and it's, it's accessible for anyone listening to this. You, that's where you can see a lot of the companies that I am currently invested in and following. And it's not meant to be advice. It's just to kind of be transparent and show you guys how I'm thinking about the markets. What I decided to do is 
in the back of that Google sheet, there's more tabs. And now you can go and click on, this is episode 47, I believe. You can click on episode 47 and in there, we'll kind of show you the example I'm about to walk through. Hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully um, this can add a, a little more clarity to any questions you might have. And as always, if there's questions I don't answer, from that source, by all means, reach out to me in any you know of the social platforms you're listening to this on, um, and I'd be more than happy to walk you guys through anything. But so I guess the first question would really be, why would you want to reinvest your dividends versus just taking the cash? And it really comes down to one simple thing, and it's just making your money work harder for you. Okay, so. If you are getting dividends, I mean, if you're someone like me, I'm 28, I, I don't need the few dollars that I would get from a stock in a dividend today. It's not going to move the needle for me. It's not like, it, and, and that's not meant to be, um, you know, saying that like a few dollars isn't important. It's, it's more saying that um, it's not going to, I can take that money. Sure. I could put it in my savings or um, you know, I could spend it on anything, but it's, it, the money works harder for you if you just don't look at it and you reinvest it in a lot of these companies. And instead of just talking about that, we'll, I'll walk you through an example and show you. So I'm going to, I kind of built out an example here in a Google sheet. Uh, the one I just mentioned that you can take a look at, and I'm using a stock that, uh, for lack of better purposes, it's priced at a hundred dollars today. And I'm saying in this example, you bought one full share. So you spent $100, got one full share of company A. And now your equity in that company is $100, right? So you, sp you spent you know, $100 on one share. You now own $100 of that company. This company, for this example, I'm saying uses, you know, has a dividend yield today of 5%, which means that over the course of a year, you would get 5% back or $5 in dividend payments. And what that means quarterly is you would get once a quarter, you'll get paid $1.25 as long as the company decides to not stop dividends, which we've seen a lot of during COVID-19. Um, you know, so if everything just stays as is and, you know, works the course, you would technically be getting paid $1.25 a quarter or $5 over the year. Now, um, I'm also, so what I built out here in this, during this example is kind of like a five-year plan and what would happen. So again, remember, a couple key things here. Um, as I walk through this, I'm assuming just a normal increase. If you look at over the course of time, the markets have always, always, always going to have ebb, ebb and flows, right? So years that are, are increasing, years the markets are down. But overall, on average, what a lot of people like to look at and use when you think about long-term planning is that the market, in theory, the general baseline directional of a lot of the indexes is close to 7%. So I'm using 6%. I'm going to say this stock price over the next five years will grow 6% every year. Um, and that's just using a very general assumption. I'm also going to say that the dividend yield is going to increase 5% each year, which if you're investing in a company that pays dividends, usually that is their goal will be to add to that dividend pool slightly each year. So just two very basic assumptions um, just for the purposes of walking you guys through this. So like I said, you own one share. It's $100 a share. You have $100 equity in the company. At the end of the year, you have gotten $5 in dividend payments. 
paid to you. Now you could have kept that $5 in your account, like I said. So you'd have $5 right now. Maybe you reinvested it. Maybe you took it out and put it back into your checking account. Or my hope is that you reinvested it. So if you had uh, dividend reinvestments turned on or drip, you would have reinvested that. Now at the start of year one, you had um, you know a stock that was worth $100 on January 1st of you know this year. And then I remember we said that we're assuming the stock price is going to increase 6%. So now just to start the next year, your stock would be worth just the one share you already you've initially owned would be at a dollar six. So it's, it went from a hundred to a year later. Now it's worth 106. So if you just sold that one share, you would have made six bucks on this investment, but you also did a dividend reinvestment. So that $5 you made last year, Robin had automatically invested it. So now you actually own $111, not 106, $111. So the, the $6 increase just from purely the price increasing over a year plus the $5 that was reinvested. So now you own $111. The stock price is 106. So this is where partial shares come in. So then if you take 111, which is what you own, divided by 106, which is the stock price, instead of owning just one share like we did last year, now because of dividend reinvestments, we own 1.0472. Now I know that doesn't, it's not like earth shattering how much money dividend reinvestments has, you know, helped us on this one share of one stock in a year. But now we're assuming in the second year here, dividend yield slightly went up. So you're now our quarterly dividends and yearly investments also went up. So just using, you know, those two assumptions, the stock price went up slightly, the dividend yield went up slightly, plus you're compounding the interest, not the interest, but the, uh, the dividend amount on top of your previous investment. Now at the end of year two, instead of getting getting $5 in dividend payments, now you're getting $5.83 at the end of year one. And if you look at the example in the Google sheet, you can quickly see how this, you know, in theory is snowballing, right? And again, I know 83 cents is not earth shattering and I'm not trying to say it is, but if you look at a five-year plan of this happening, okay, again, in this little example I have, I'm literally just saying every year the price of the, of the stock is going up 6%. I'm saying the dividend yield is, all, is going up 5%. And by the end of the fifth year, our $100 investment, remember that was right away, we bought one share for $100. At the end of year five, that exact same investment, hands off the wheel, didn't touch a thing, is worth $142. Now, if you go and look, you can look through the formulas and see that so that's how I carried it over. Of course, you know, a big chunk of that is, you know, so it's basically with that, you made $42, okay? You made $42 in five years, not doing a single thing. That's a 42% increase or a 42% return on your investment. Now, of course, a big chunk of that is tr is truly just from the stock price increasing. And that's going to be the lion's share of the increases just from that stock price increasing. But out of the total change, 
$5.15 of pure ownership in that company came from just the reinvestment piece and not from the stock increasing. So 12.3% of your overall gain was just from dividend reinvesting. So again, it's not like everyone, if I was you listening to this and you were like, okay, cool, Shane, I bought a hundred dollars and over five years, I made five bucks. Like that's, that's not a great return on my money. I, it's not, dividend reinvesting is not like the key to make anyone wealthy, but it does add to the overall strategy of your portfolio. Remember, this is another way to diversify the strategies you have and how you invest. And again, this is just one share of one company. Um, and that's saying you bought a full share. Just as an example, and what we talked about last week with um, my reinvestment strategy we talked through, I had invested in 42 companies last week and over 20 of them paid dividends. So if you think about this strategy with one company, with one share, if you're someone who's going to continuously put money into the market and try to learn about this, test these strategies, test these theories, you can see how that at scale can become quite a pool of money. And if you think about someone like if I'm talking to someone who's even in their 20s or 30s or even 40s or 50s, it really doesn't matter your age, but earlier the better. If you're someone who starts doing this now and you continuously are buying shares and really the power of the partial shares is someone like um, something I do. Like I, it's not like I um, have, you know, crazy amounts of money going in and trying to buy full shares. Like I'm more of a, I'd rather put a set amount of money into my investment accounts every couple of weeks and spread those out, spread those funds across as many shares as I feel comfortable with, with partial shares. And over time, that snowball will just grow and grow and grow. And at some point, when you're older and you potentially want to start using those dividends as a source of income, or maybe you want to retire, there's a really good chance. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm 28. If I do this for the next 30 years, I'll be 58. I can, I only assume if I do this consistently and just consistently over and over and over again, uh, for 30 years that I'm going to have a nice pool of money that has been built without really doing anything. Number one, and then two, at that point, I can turn off dividend reinvestments and I can just get that money back into my account that can become income for me and Kelly and my family. So that's really it. Um, that's how it works. I would love for you guys to go look at the example. I think that would really kind of help cement what I just talked through. Really, the only other things, how does this work? Um, I don't know how that works or really like the details of setting it up on other brokerages. If you have a Robinhood account, you just need to go to your settings. Go to your investment component of your settings. There's a section called dividend reinvestment or drip. If you haven't signed up for it yet, I believe there might be a waiting list for it. Again, usually the waiting list move pretty quick and then you get approved. So I would enable drip. And then the only other major thing you want to do is make sure once you get that enabled, you can go in and see all of the companies that are eligible for dividend reinvestments. Make sure all those are clicked on. That's the only really other thing you have to do. And then the cool thing is next time we come to a dividend payout period for one of the companies you own, go and look at it. You can see in there when the money comes into your account and then when it gets reinvested the next day as a partial share for that company.
So I hope that makes sense. Not a super long one today, um, but really, really important topic. And I think this is an exciting one. To me, this is where, and honestly, talking to Corey Gregory through this whole piece actually kind of sent more light bulbs in my head than even before. I've always, it's always something I've turned on, but I, until I ran the numbers and really thought about it at scale over a long period of time, uh, then it becomes real. Like it can really become a large pool of money if done properly. So hope that's helpful. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I hope you guys have a great day. Good luck out there. Let me know if you have any questions. And if you have any questions on the tool, definitely ask. And I hope you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everybody. I wanted to remind you of, of a few things. The first one being the stock market rebound tracker. The link is in the show notes, and that will allow you to follow along with the companies I'm watching today, as well as examples from today and future episodes so that you can follow along the math behind the themes that I'm talking about. The second link in the show notes is to Robinhood. Robinhood is the investment platform that I use and that I talk about frequently. If you use the link, you'll be able to get a free stock when you sign up. And last but not least, if you guys love today's episode, I would love nothing more than to get a five-star review. And please share with your friends. I can't tell you how much that would help the platform grow. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon.